Hopefully, we don't mess it up. But we, oh, what were the, we don't? the other day, we, we had to go through it like 30 times. Just that was it. an amazing use of time. It was. But we got this first episode. Here we <laughs> yep. go. What's up, guys? I'm Nathan. I'm Zach. And welcome to the Kairos Podcast. This is a podcast for students by students, where we cover and discuss questions over our current series. If you guys want to connect with us on Instagram, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are already following us, but if you're not, what... What are you doing? Go hit us up yeah. on Instagram at Cairo Students. <laughs> we do have something cool coming up soon, though. It's Kairos United. Oh, yeah. It only happens twice a year, and we've gone through all three locations, so we're back here in Olathe. It's going to be September 22nd with a lot of food, fun, games, a sermon by Daniel Nichols, who's coming from Antioch Church, mm. and we also have great worship. Did I say that? Yeah. Well, there's going to be great worship. There's going to be great worship, so <laughs> make sure to check us out over there. We hope and, to see you there. And today we'll be covering the series we're going over called Even If. But before we get into that, yeah. we have a current event. Yes. Marvel has been moving mad, yo. They've been dropping so much. So they've been dropping so much heat in the past like five months. That oh my gosh. They, I mean, I don't think anyone else can keep up with them with the amount of. I crazy. I remember at the start of this year, I was so disappointed because like not this year. When did WandaVision come out? Did it come out this it year? It was this year. Yeah, bro. I was, was like, it? Marvel's washed up. Like, I just thought I was. I was just tired of it. I was yeah, because like, I was like, well, Marvel's not gonna be good. What, what am I gonna watch now? Yeah, it's and nothing gonna be. The DC movies aren't good. Yeah, and WandaVision started off what? horribly. It, the first episode. I was like, oh, this is going to be like a would, 70 sitcom for the yeah. entire thing. And then yes. it just kept progressing yes. and progressing and, and just got better and better yeah. and better and better. And now here we are with Marvel releasing its one of its first full-on blockbuster movies in a while with Black Widow. And then now recently, especially if you were in Olathe, you heard Kyle talk about this Shang-Chi mm, where I he does. Kung Fu. How have you not seen it yet? <laughs> I was going to go see it on opening up with my friends. It's such a good movie. I know. It's, with um, great mm. music. And then... Uh, of course, there was a drop a yeah, couple days on ago. Tuesday. The, Tuesday? This, that was, what, two days ago now? Yes. Because it's, yeah. Um, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> the most uh, <laughs> the weakest Avenger. <laughs> is okay. now, he doesn't even have a movie. Every other Avenger has had a movie. Don't hate on it. Clint. But like, Don't hate on okay, Clint. Fine. But yeah, well. He should get. Well, <laughs> he's got a full TV show now. Yeah, yeah well. Yeah, Disney has dropped a Hawkeye trailer. Oh man! So uh, <laughs> I don't like that. The, I, the thing I didn't like about the trailer, they really shoved it in our faces that it's Christmas. It is Christmas. I know, but like, does it have to be the entire background music and so much Christmas little cutscenes with Clinton's family? Well, like it starts in November, which is Christmas. Not really. Yes, Thanksgiving. No, Thanksgiving is pre-Christmas. Thanksgiving is. An entire week of goodness. No, it's just pre-Christmas. It's you eat the turkey. Next thing you know, lights come up. Football. That's part of Christmas too. No. <laughs> Christmas football does. <laughs> Christmas football hits different. All right, all right. Fine, You'll be fine. sitting on the couch in your pajamas, watching some oh <laughs> football at night. It's Christmas, bro. But what well, anyway? That's either way, the point. Marvel, Hawkeye is gonna be yeah. sick. It's gonna be so good. Marvel's making moves. So if you're not into Marvel movies. Just what are you doing? Come on, like not gonna shout out Vanessa or anything. See Vanessa, okay. <laughs> I love Thor Ragnarok. We love, we love Vanessa. <laughs> we don't want to hate on Vanessa. We love you. We really do. Yeah. But when you come and you're proud to say that you've seen Thor Ragnarok 37 times, it gets old. 
it gets it's okay. Old. I mean, I lo- that's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, but anyway, make sure to check out Marvel <laughs> and the other Marvel movies. Moving on, we're gonna start off with some questions. This is gonna be from our sermon. We can have courage even if. So mm. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive in pretty deep here. Yeah, All it's right. yeah. So uh, here we go. Question numero uno. That means number one. Yes. For in Spanish. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, you for welcome. the translation. Uh, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, and the fear of un- the unknown are a few of the most common fears. Of these three fears, which one do you struggle with the most and why? Mm. Dang. <laughs> Definitely start off with a bang. I think the fear of the unknown is the hardest because I have so much trouble with planning stuff because I'll look into the future and then I'll just over plan and I just have like three things to do one day. Yeah. And I just get so overwhelmed and I just I I hate saying no. I really yeah. don't like saying no to people. But it hurts me to do it even though it's really gonna work out for the better for me. Yeah. I'd say uh for myself I struggle with the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um like Let's take, for example, uh, have you ever taken, like, lessons in a musical instrument? Yeah. So. (laughs) It's not easy. Yeah. uh, So when I was about five or six, my parents started, Josiah and I, Josiah is my brother, uh, on piano lessons. And we would go there every Thursday. And I hated Thursdays. And I did that for about five years, maybe five, five to six years. And it's probably the worst time because I was never doing it for myself at that point in time and mm-hmm. I, I had gotten to know the piano teacher and she got to know more about me so we had built a relationship um, and I had done the piano lessons for so long and gotten better uh, that when I finally just decided to give up and quit because I was just tired of them um, the discussion I had with her um, I was really scared to have it mm-hmm. um, and then after I even finished up the lessons just I hadn't quit yet at that time uh, every time I'd go to pick him up, I wouldn't, I didn't want to go in and see her, mm. because you know, even though I had uh, quit that class, I didn't see my, like I didn't see it as if I was quitting that class. I, I saw it as I was quitting that piano teacher, mm. even though I didn't like the class, I liked her, so I felt like I was failing her in a sense, which is like probably one of the things I. I struggled with the most. And now look at you. You're an unbelievable piano player. I'm okay. <laughs> You're better than me. You're better than I'll probably ever be. I don't really have a strife to play instruments. Well, thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. Yeah. Nathan, it, moral of that question, Nathan is an unbelievable piano player. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so question number two. Um, it, we went over the chapter of Numbers 13, which is Caleb and Joshua. Um, they were showing no fear with uh, the Israelites showing a lot of fear. Um, they, I mean, they just didn't really trust God. They, they were just kind of scared of, they were scared of the unknown. And yeah. they didn't know what was going to happen. And Caleb and Joshua were trying to convince them to be confident. And so our question is, have you ever had any moments where you were like Caleb and Joshua? And do you, do you have any moments where you're like the Israelites and you were scared of the future? Yeah, I mean, like, especially in this context uh, with them, seeing like the people in the promised land especially with what God has promised them uh, I feel like I would like to think that I'm like Joshua and Caleb you know and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people like to think that where we can go against the crowd which I think is one thing that I I really am surprised about this especially when uh, Vanessa preached over here in Olathe and in KCK she said uh, that 
Joshua and Caleb are basically not conforming to what anyone else is saying, thus facing rejection, mm. which, which I think is a bit, which is really crazy, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm a, I don't, I don't think I said this, but I'm a people pleaser, so not being able to, uh, being able to stand up for what's right in the, in, in the case that you might be rejected is probably one of the biggest things. So I feel like I've definitely had some instances with, like, friends where I uh, maybe – uh, whenever they brought something up like, hey, let's do this, let's do this, and I knew it was wrong, I could say no. But other times, I've, I for sure have definitely failed at that. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Zach? Um, that's, man, that's tough. Um, I feel like I want to say that I have moments like Joshua and Caleb, but I feel like there's so many more moments that I have that make me scared of the unknown. Because, I mean, being confident of what you see in the future is not really something that you're going to get by just your first feeling off of it because you'll get your first feeling and then some people won't shift away from that. They'll believe that until they die. But, I mean, you just kind of have to trust in God to tell him or he'll be like, hey, you got to you gotta trust me, dude. <laughs> yes. I mean, you got to trust God. I yeah. mean, with that, God can do some miraculous things. And... If you just take just a couple seconds or a couple minutes out of your day to just trust him and believe him, you're going to get somewhere. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, what's really crazy is, uh, especially when we find ourselves in a situation where we have to be either Joshua or Caleb or the Israelites, a lot of the time without even realizing it, we kind of just find ourselves drifting Mm. towards uh, the Israelites. And, like, maybe in a sense it could be a discussion where – they're talking like you have people talking about something that like is obviously has a right or wrong but everyone seems to be going with the wrong and like without even realizing it you find yourself drifting to where everyone else is going especially if you like have someone that you respect in that crowd Mm. Uh, it's always a hard time uh trying to go against the ways um but i think that's just one way uh we'll walk with christ can really Mm -hmm. refine you make you strong so you can cut through the waves like a rock. That was a cool analogy, bro. <laughs> that, was, that was clean. That was clean. Let's go. Um, why, okay, I got another question for you, Zach. All right. Why do you think that a lot of the time fear overcomes faith, and when has that been the case for you? Mm. Fear overcoming faith. That happens so much more than I'd like to because, I mean, I'm scared of so many things. I mean... Whether that's just the simple things like, I'm scared of spiders, I'm scared of the dark. But I mean, there's gonna be a there's a huge difference between those kind of fears, and then I'm gonna use another not this is an analogy the God fears, because of course having the fear of God is what we all want, but having a fear of what God has for you is like. <laughs> I kind of I kind of hit that on the dot, I think. No, yeah, not really. No, that, no, no, you killed that. Okay. Thank High you. Five. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that fear overcomes faith 90% of the time. And you just have to get on... <laughs> I mean, you just... I don't know what else to say. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, I think... Uh, especially with, like, if you're a planner, if you're listening to this, I, you might agree with me. I, I know you're a planner as well, like you said. <laughs> yeah, uh, try to be. When, I think with faith, faith requires a lot of letting go. Mm. Uh, and that's probably, like, one of the things that 
I myself like I, I can think of like a lot of times like especially with uh coming here to Kairos because I've I've been here for about a year now and um, when I first started coming here and I got involved with the worship team I was still involved at my other church mm-hmm. uh, and I was, I was part of their worship team and uh, I had to make a couple of decisions that would cause me to leave that church which in the, at the end of the day was a healthy decision but that re- required a lot a lot of faith um, on my end because you know. Um, I just didn't know how things would go at my other church if I left since mm-hmm. um, at that time I was like the only worship leader there or someone oh, with yeah. enough experience. And uh, I guess uh, putting a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and Kyle calls it um, a messiah complex, or which I, I think is a really good yeah. way to put it. Um, it rem- even though you're doing it for God's kingdom, you kind of remove him from it once you put that responsibility on your shoulders and you lose that faith of the fear of what comes from you doing that. And uh, that's just probably like one case where that's been a pretty big problem for me. Yeah, I feel like that's also really hard to do because you you have that feeling where you're the base, but when you lose the base, stuff's going to get rocky. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it if you're... (laughs) This this happened <laughs> this happened at Applebee's recently. We had a we had a manager. Oh, um, Zach works at Applebee's by the I, way. I did. You did? Oh. I just yeah I gave my two week oh, notice, wow, so I'm done now. Nice. So I got more free time. I'm happy Sick. for you, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a amazing, absolutely amazing manager, and um, he was always making sure stuff's going right and everything. And it, it was it was just such a blessing to have him because I mean I I wanted to be like him, and just to make the place a happier, better place. And then he got called up to another um, higher level. I believe he got called up to a higher level. He got a better Applebee's. I think that's <laughs> how they put it. And um, it's just with that, with the solid base of him leaving, it just kind of, it was rocky for a couple weeks. And then the day after he left, we had another manager leave. So we've got, like, one manager on the job. And it's just, it was not fun. We got one manager. We were understaffed. Got, (laughs) I can't say that, cranky old people at Applebee's because that (laughs) tends to be how it is. If you go to Applebee's and you're under the age of 30, I love you. I love you with a passion. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's just kind of going along. I mean, if your base leaves, it's going to it's gonna get rocky. Yeah, but um, I think that's probably one thing that separates a lot of other places from the church. Because, like, at the end of the day, if God has a plan, uh, then his plan will, will come through. Like, um, if you all have been able to hear Kyle's or Alexa's story on Kairos Camp, by the way, if you, if you haven't oh been— goodness. Mad, uh, unbelievable. And, uh, the, the next one, be sure to check it out. But um, Kyle always has this. Kyle and Alexa have always had this great story about um, how 24 hours mm. before their the cars camp, they had a speaker right. And usually mm. with a speaker, the way it's set up is that you reach out to the speaker, and that speaker is going to be speaking for the whole camp. Yeah. I said speak so many times, but um, and that that like that's probably one of the biggest parts because. If, if you're going to a church camp... You can't have a church camp without a speaker. Yes. Like... <laughs> Simple. That's literally it. And they, they'd planned with this guy for a while. Mans backs out 24 hours before the camp. Mm. And and like, I I don't know about you, Zach, but like, if I was in that case, nah, nah, man. Like, hey, yo, I, like, deuce, yeah, the analogy, go. <laughs> the analogy that Kyle said, he just kind of... He had a one-week-old baby. He just kind of wanted yeah. to sit in the corner during registration and just. But I mean, the way oh my goodness, the way Kyle handled it is 
just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. That he had to just flip around, grab Nick Adams for it. Absolutely amazing speaker as well. Grab him for it. He's up for it. Does it. Camp changed my life. Like, if we did not have that camp with Nick Adams there, we probably would not be doing this podcast right now. Yeah, exactly. That's really how I feel about it, the bottom line. And I think uh, the posture that Kyle and Alexa had uh, for the camp is probably one of the biggest things, which actually ties in a lot to uh, this question right here, is because they knew, they had faith, and they knew that God had a plan for this camp, which mm-hmm. he did, and uh, and they just followed through with it. And, yo, know, God provided a speaker. God made, yo, know, okay, n- nothing against Miracle Hills. They're mosquitoes, bro. Oh, my. Dog, I've got scars. I, it's so bad. And, like, there was a storm. Matt, it was crazy. <laughs> Blew a trampoline from the owner's house. All, like, but <laughs> I, I've been to a lot of church camps um, in my time. And I'm, I'm 18, so I uh, have some. I have, I have some mileage. You know what I mean? But uh, this is probably one of the best church camps that I've been to. Like, yep. And it, it, it wasn't even the activities, just the being around the, the people. Like, it's just such. I mean, you get with people that you've known for for a long time, and you're almost forced to get into a religious stance, pretty much. Yeah. And, well, not really religious, but or, like more faith. Yeah, yeah, faith-based stance, and it's just. After the first day, I was like, dude, this is going to be such a sick yeah. camp. And then yeah. it just gets better and better. And then, dog, I mean, it, yeah. it, was, it was just amazing. I'm at, even I knew it was going to be sick. And I got hurt, like, what, three times at camp? And I had a surgery two days oh, before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had, like, an ear surgery. Yeah, you had a right. in your ear the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I look, I was... I was like I felt like such a creep. Like you just see some dude across the room with cotton in his ear, <laughs> looking, looking a little goofy over there. I did, but oh, it was whack. Anyways, we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Do you get tired of your normal church shoes? Do you wish you had a pair of kicks that were so drippy that you could walk on water? Well, look no further. Chaco Sandals and Nike have partnered together to create a shoe that does just that. We introduce to you Holy Kicks. With an all-new strong and comfortable sole that's been integrated with Chaco's triple cross mesh mesh technology to enhance your walking experience in Nike's clean, sleek exterior. Holy Kicks are the hottest shoes in the game. So what are you waiting for? Let these soles comfort your soul and pimp out the temple that you've been blessed with. Be sure to get a pair of Holy Kicks at holykicks.com and use our discount code HOLY. That's H-0-L-Y. That code will get you 25% off your first purchase. Now, back to the program. (laughs) Oh my god! That guy, let that guy the, got it going. Let the soul, let these souls comfort your soul in the <laughs> temple that you've been blessed with. All right, quick disclaimer: that is not a real sponsorship. That was just for fun, <laughs> but we should start that. <laughs> Holy God. Bro, that oh, that was funny. That was um, funny. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. Uh, so we're going on to our next sermon, and this one I actually hit me a lot. Uh, this was uh, basically the premise of the sermon was you'll be stronger even if and this was kind of just uh, going over Jesus's followers as uh, you know when they first became his disciples they were really intimidated by the preaching of his word while mm-hmm. he was alive but the moment he died uh, his apostles were under fire from the Pharisees from Paul who soon became an apostle but basically left just got really hard for them yeah, um, I think it, I mean you could look at the text in, uh, in I think 
it's mainly in John, right after Jesus died, like the earth shook, and then the the Roman guards in front of his temple or in front of his tomb, just like surely that man was the son of God. Like, dude, that that verse just hits. Yeah, bro. Like, a lot was moving, man. You know, mm. and and of course, like after he died, for some people things went back to normal, but especially for his apostles, things just got really hard. Mm. And as they went through these hardships, they out of nowhere found a desire and a drive to spread his word, which has allowed Christianity to come to uh, where it has been. But one thing that remains synonymous, regardless of whether they were going to preach his word or not, is that they were changed by the hardships that he, he they went through. And in the same way, we are changed by our hardships. Mm-hmm. So the first question that we got here for you guys, and uh, forgot to tell you this, but um, if you're at home or if you're with some friends while listening to this, be sure to, if you want, uh, have these conversations amongst yourselves. But anyway, according to the Oxford Dictionary, uh, escapism is the tendency to seek distractions and relief from unpleasant realities. What are some forms of escapism, escape, well, escapism that you have used Healthy or unhealthy? I mean, off first thought for me, I feel like it's hard to get escapism to be positive. Mm-hmm. Now that I say that, that's a, that's just not true. That's just a, <laughs> that's a lie. Escapism can. I feel like a lot of the times when we think about it, we really use it for unhealthy reasons. Because I mean, if we don't want to do homework, we'll watch YouTube, play video games until the sun goes down. You still haven't started any homework because you're just oh it'll. I mean, the homework's not going to do itself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, it's then it's got the stuff where it can be positive, where if you've got hardships with your parents, you've got hardships with your ships, with you've got hardships <laughs> you with got your it. siblings. <laughs> and, um, I mean, whether that's getting away with friends, going out to, like, Worlds of Fun or going to, I don't know, going bowling. Yeah. We'll still bowl. Yeah, I think... I've I've probably I do I do this all the time actually, but um, one of my one of the ones that I thought was actually kind of healthy was you know getting jacked as heck. Bro. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That that's one form of uh, escapism. Uh, actually, uh, COVID probably was the point where I really got into all that kind of stuff because um, I feel like a lot of people are going through this. But when you're going through it, you feel alone. But um, a lot of my friends. Um, well, I, I thought I had a lot of friends at that point in time during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when we were in quarantine and you were not allowed to see others, like, you would, you would go through social media. You'd still find, like, people that were finding ways to hang out and spend time together. And I'm, I'm over here, and I felt like, wow. You just wow, see like, who the real ones are. Yeah, and, like, in my case, I felt like there were no real ones. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, it's a two-way street. If you you got to reach out, and sometimes people reach out to you. And I, mm-hmm. I just felt like all I did was reach out. And I felt really, really alone. Yeah. And to kind of avoid that pain or that hardship uh, would work out. And I spent, like, what, four or five hours working out. And I lost a lot of weight, bro. I got jacked. I was, like, I was looking good, bro. And I was feeling really good about myself. I was, like, bro, don't even worry about it. Once things start to open it back up, everyone's going to be, like, whoa, who's that? Uh, but, th- yeah, that's one. And, actually, funny enough, another form of escapism that I have that's on the ladder is, bro, hardcore just, like, playing video games, like, staying up and eating a bunch of junk food, bro. Like, uh, which is... On the complete other side yeah, of right? working out, but, yeah. Yeah, bro, like, uh, I, like, uh, actually, recently, I was struggling with something, and to keep my mind off of it, 
I would play Splitgate, which is a new game that came out. I still have only played the tutorial. It's so good. You should you should try it out. Me too. But yeah, that that's just uh, two ways that I've uh, gone through escapism. Mm -hmm. Like, what about you? I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of that is. I mean, I feel like escapism got a lot easier as COVID started. Cause yeah. I mean, you're in your house all day. You could just things the things that you escape from become the norm. Yeah. You know, I mean, because... Wait, you, the things you escape from or the things you use you to is, escape? The things you... <laughs> sorry, I said that wrong. The things you use to escape, escape become your norm because if you try to escape your homework by playing video games all day, that kind of became the norm as COVID happened because yeah. you can't go out, go to the gym or anything because... And that just kind of goes along. I mean, COVID was such a hard time for so many people with, yeah. I mean, friendships in general. Yeah. I lost... I mean, it's I mean, it's a COVID year. Um, I didn't realize that I'd be transferring schools that summer, and and then as COVID just started to happen, pe few people knew, and I just really kind of got to see who really was gonna stick with me after I transferred, because the only people I knew going to my new school was like Sam, and it's shout out Sam. Um, I mean, that was about it. I mean, it was such a hard mental time for me losing so many people in such a short period of time because you don't really think about how many people were just being like fake friends until or, i wouldn't say fake friends but they were just like it was very transactional yeah i mean you see them at school you i, I don't know what yeah I'm no, about no, that. I, mean, I, I get what you mean yeah i just uh, think it's tough and also was, covid was a huge time for people to get really into addictions mm. um <clears throat> quite a lot of addictions like and um maybe we could list a lot but of course uh list would be too long sadly. yeah like and some of them even struggled with myself but that was definitely a hard time mm -hmm. um second question uh how do you think that working through pain and struggle helps you build your endurance mm. i mean <clears throat> like i said there's a lot of ways to look at it um I think uh, one way uh, pain and struggle helps you build your endurances. Um, like, let's say, for uh, example, like I, I box, right? And <laughs> okay, listen, <laughs> I, I used to be into boxing. I used to do it. I was going to, I'm not, we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> it's a story for another day. Uh, but uh, when I boxed, uh, before you get into it, like, you don't know how to take a punch, you don't know how to throw a punch, and, uh, so when you when you do do that first spar and you get hit in the face for the first time, I was like, oh, like that hurt. I don't like that. <laughs> don't do that again. And like, like one hit and you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might not be knocked out, but it doesn't feel good, and you don't want to get into that again. But as you go through that and you endure it and you take those hits and you throw hits back and you know how to absorb punches and you know how to roll through them and slip through them, you start to come be become better. So next time someone throws a, like a hook at you, you eat that up. And you give them one right back. I'm not saying hit people, but using <laughs> that as an example. We do not encourage violence on we this podcast. No, like, we do not condone it. But it, in, a, in the sense of going through pain and struggle, that's one way. And, and I feel like that also goes in, like, a in a in in an opposite direction, too. Because I feel like some instances of pain and struggle are good for you. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, let's say, um, like I said, we have, you have an addiction, right? Mm -hmm. And the pain and struggle is avoiding that addiction or giving it up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time... Uh, when you uh, when you go through that uh, pain, like when you go through that pain and struggle, you overcome that addiction. But if you don't go through it or you avoid that pain and struggle, 
regardless of the extent of how you are going to be avoiding it, that only makes you dive deeper into it and builds your endurance mm -hmm. to said pain and struggle. Yeah. So I don't know if that made sense <laughs> going out of my mouth. I really want that. Yeah. I feel like the first thing that comes to mind for me is, I mean, just as simple as working out. You'll go through pain. You'll get better. I mean, it's, it's, it's a simple concept, but it's one of those things where you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, everybody knows that. But you actually take the time to try to do it is when it actually makes the bigger difference. Yeah, I get that. Um, our last question for today. What are some hardships or changes that you went through that allowed you to grow or changed you for the better? Hmm. Man, I think of an example. There's a lot of examples I could use for that. Like, take, for example, COVID. Like COVID, I mean. What happened in COVID that helped you? Yeah, um... I feel like it was a rough time for me. I feel like it was hard for me spiritually, but I feel like it was a good thing that it did because, I mean, church online just didn't really feel the same. I didn't get as into worship. It was easy to get distracted during the sermon, and that just drew me further away from God than I'd probably ever been. And I didn't even really think anything about it. And then we get back into person, and I'm like, dude, I've missed out on everything. And then it's just the rapid recovery of growing closer just kind of make, – it makes me love every second mm -hmm. of coming back from yeah. – I mean, just the coming back is probably like I – don't, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. You yeah, can see uh, what I, I'm saying I get, I get what you mean. <clears throat> like – uh, definitely. Uh, that's one thing that I, I definitely agree with. But um, one hardship or change that I went through that probably was a change for the better uh, was I, I would say COVID. Actually, um, having that time alone to myself mm -hmm. got me thinking a lot. And you know, like I, I've actually had when I when I um, went through that time, I uh, was able to have some time to think of like. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> uh, I, I realized I never let myself have the time to get into some really serious conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. um, like, I realized up, to, up until that point, I never really asked, asked myself, what, what's the meaning of life? What, why am I here? Yeah, um, and that just really gives you the time to think about it. Yeah, and like, shoot. Sorry, that was a notification, everyone. Uh, but like, I... I uh, I really, really had some time to think, and I, I'm not gonna lie. For the first part of it, I got really depressed, mm. uh, and I, I've never been. That was like my first time getting clinically depressed before, and um, actually, I take this time right now. If you're going through something like that, uh, please, 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 reach out to someone, a loved one, or a healthcare professional. Um, you should never ever have to go through that by yourself, um, which for the first half I really did, and I, I, it was rough, like. Mm -hmm. I, when I tell you that it's bad, like, I never knew that you could lose interest in, like, like your favorite foods, your favorite games, like, even color. Like, you look at something that would be like, wow. Like, I remember, like, uh, this game that I used to enjoy, uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Like, it looks so beautiful, bro. And, like, even though I, like, it, it came out three years ago, every time I look at it, it's like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, it's such a good but then, like, after, like, especially during that time, and this is going to sound really lame, but, like, looking at it, like, it just didn't bring me any joy, and I didn't want to do anything. Um, so, like, yeah, that was that was especially a really hard time for me, but actually coming out of that, having, like, the core people in my life speaking into me and just, like, 
uh, giving me advice, really got me into a good place to where I even found Kairos Student Ministries, which has also changed my life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Kairos Students, and Nathan and I will be tagged in our upcoming post about our podcast, and you guys can let us know about getting involved with tech or being one of the hosts. Yeah, and also make sure to check us out over at Kairos United, happening on September 22nd. We're having Daniel Nichols coming in as a guest speaker for the awesome sermon he has planned for us. There'll be great games, great worship, and great food. So be sure to come over there September 22nd at 6.30. I'm Nathan. And I'm Zach. And this is the Kairos Podcast signing off. Thank you for listening.